1: all the way to the bank
0: it's time to sell or die
1: and we're back with another amazing episode hey jeffrey
0: where are we back from my honey?
1: well i'm at the beach at the moment yes and you are not we are on zoom together recording this episode (laughs) it looks like
0: we're looks like we're right next to each other actually
1: i know i know but Tomorrow, we will be united in person. I can't wait. I know, me too.
0: Um, So, I want to talk about something that I never talk about. Ever? Well, very rarely. I sold for three years in New York City. And I've skimmed over the surface on it about what I did, but never really talked about what it was like. Well, the first couple of times that I went, I went by myself and I didn't really know where to go. You know, you're in, I mean, even though I grew up in Philly and, and New York, I just didn't, I didn't have the handle. I'm selling imprinted sportswear. We manufactured our own, we put our own labels in it. I had a guy that sort of told me where to go, but I can't explain it. I felt by myself. So I decided on my third trip to take my partner, Duke, the great Duke Dalton. And we get in the room. We're in the, the uh, stand at the Americana or something, which is now the Sheraton something or other on 57th Street, 56th Street, actually. And it's right across from Carnegie Deli, for those of you who want geographic reference, and up down the block from Carnegie Hall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I walk in the room and he's on the phone. Now, this is his first time ever in New York City. I said, who the hell are you calling? He goes, room service. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. And he's ordering shrimp cocktails and all kinds of stuff. So it was something I would have never done. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he did it. Yeah. And we sat there and ate. And, he go, and then he hands, picks up the phone and he hands it to me. And he said, you're Mr. Sales shit. Go sell something. And I thought to myself, all right, now I got to call somebody. Who can I call? So I thought, wait, my aunt knows a guy who worked for Revlon for 25 years. Maybe he knows the CEO of Revlon. So I called my aunt, who gave me his number, who I called, and he knew me because we had met a couple of times at family bullshit. And I called the CEO of Revlon, and I got him on the phone in one ring.
1: My God, kind of on a dare. I mean, like.
0: Literally on a dare. Okay, on a dare. But the fact is I wasn't by myself. Now, a lot of salespeople are out there and they feel alone. I'll tell you the rest of the story in a little bit. But you don't need to feel alone. You have somebody with you all the time or I can be with you. Technology has advanced to a point where when I was selling in New York City, You had to go back to your room to make a phone call. Just keep that in mind, okay? Or go Mm -hmm. into a phone booth and look like Superman. And it was one of those things that just clicked because I had someone with me.
1: Do you think that that was like the, the sole reason that this all happened? I mean, this is incredible.
0: I don't know. I can't explain it. It was like magic. But it was two people collaborating. I didn't offer any resistance I took his challenge it wasn't a dare it was a challenge you're eating shrimp cocktail and he challenged me to call somebody on the phone so I did
1: sitting there in your robes (laughs) yeah so I I think there's an energy when someone else is in it with you when you don't feel like you're all alone like there's talk of The solopreneur feeling like they're out on this island all alone. But no one ever talks about, or people don't talk about it enough, how salespeople feel like they're alone. It's not like your teammates are rooting you on. They want you to be number two. They don't want you to be number one. Right.
0: So I'm challenging you, if you have a salesmate, not a soulmate, but a salesmate, take them on calls with you. Boost each other up, give each other ideas, spark each other to victory. Because the long story short for me was, I called this guy up on the phone and I said, Listen, I think I can double the sale of Charlie, the perfume. I have an idea. Can I come see you? He goes, Sure. So now I'm up on the 49th floor of the General Motors building because the 50th floor was. Revlon and the 49th floor was Revlon, but the 49th floor was the executive offices. And when you walk in, I'd never seen anything like it before. It was like 10,000 square feet of an antique store. Oh my God. Everything was French and, you know, Chippendale furniture. And I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable where I was. And there is Charles Revson. And he's going, Nice to see you. I'm like, "Uh, Nice to see you too. I called him Mr. Revson because at the time I was in my twenties. Was he?
1: Said, he Look. was the CEO of Revlon at the time. Yeah, yeah. CEO
0: and founder. Wow, I know. So we're hanging and we're talking. I pull out a couple of things. I said, "Look," I said, "I make garments. I never call them T-shirts ever. And I make them to your spec. So if you'll allow me to make the Charlie shirt." We can do a two-for-one special, and you get a shirt for five bucks. You'll make money on the shirt, and you'll double the sale of your product. And he said, let me introduce you to somebody. (laughs) And he takes me upstairs to this guy. And I'm not going to mention any names, because he may still be alive. But I walk into this guy's office, and Mr. Revson says, this guy makes sense. Listen to him. Whoa. And walked out. So here I am with this guy. And by the time I walked out, and I won't go through the whole pitch because it's in my five best sales, by the way. I think it's in my five best sales. I'm not really sure. I think it is.
1: It is. It is.
0: It is? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And five, yes, five best sales is a program we have in the Insiders Club for those yeah. that are... You like, can find what out. Yeah, about? It's
0: pretty classic. But anyway, I walk out with an order for about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. In what year was this? Nineteen seventy-two was worth to be worth a million bucks today, easy. And I just put myself in a position where I was not by myself. I had an idea. I'm in New York, and I have New York balls, so it's easy to do. I had a connection. I used the connection. The connection came through. And I just was myself, totally myself. And for the rest of the story, when the guy said, Why should I I buy from you? And he showed me a pile of shirts behind him.
1: Don't tell him. Jeffrey, it's such a good story. I
0: know. Okay. I'm not telling anything.
1: No, but But I I mean, we're talking, listen, let's stay on track. Okay. We're talking about the importance of having someone or a group of people in your corner. And I remember it when I was selling in New York city and just how critical that was, because I felt like I was all alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um, I'm sure my boss meant well, but I think he wanted to throw me into the fire and, um, and, you know, see me succeed, I guess. Um, Or fail, (laughs) either one, but it wasn't like he was coming with me on sales calls. And he could have done. Sure, he could have, but he didn't. let Let me
0: go back and throw that metaphor at you. When you throw salespeople into the fire, they burn. And the burnout rate is probably somewhere over 74%. Most can't hack it. Now, maybe the boss wants to keep that 25%, but I can promise you the cost of lost of half your sales force when you turn them over is absurdly high and it appears on no profit and loss sheet.
1: Yeah, it's no bueno, no bueno. So yeah. anyway, what I realized was because I was the one of the only salespeople who was based in the same city as the corporate office, I found myself going into the corporate office more than I really needed to as a salesperson simply because I wanted the connection with other people who knew what I was selling and knew what I was, you know, up against or going through or what the world was. But, you know, I was the only salesperson who had that ability because I was the only one really based here. Everyone else was based all over the country. And so they came one or two times a year and they would call me to be like, hey, what's going on in corporate? Like, are our jobs right. safe, company growing? What do you think's going on? Like, people didn't feel like they knew because there was, you know, this, this disconnect when you're out there alone. Yeah. And so, anyway, I didn't feel like I ever had a team. And I don't die hard. I don't know if you feel this way. Like, you're out there alone trying to make, your customers happy, trying to make your company happy, trying to make
0: your your number,
1: number, your family happy, all the things, but who's there to support you? And for me, I found a group in New York City, like a networking group. And all of a sudden I realized I had these new business friends who actually wanted to have my back. Maybe not everyone in the group, but many of them. And enough of them where I felt Supported and felt like I had a community of people that I could actually rely on, and so that catapulted a lot of things for me, and I didn't realize it in the moment, but looking back on it, that's probably one of the single biggest things that helped me grow in my career and as a person. It was having a community of people.
0: Let me throw something at you also that you may not have realized. Yeah, and also gave you the reassurance that you were capable Mm. because when you're with other people, you kind of measure yourself against them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not as good as Mary, but I'm better than Bob. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And you see their skill levels and you go, I'm just as good as these people. Yeah. So I realized that I had this superior capability, but nowhere near what it grew into. I had to (laughs) develop the skill. Mm -hmm. And so I kept going back. The people I cold called in Manhattan, it's like a who's who's list of, of corporate executives in that time that I just had the balls to call them. I found them and I called on them. I did have a past history of success with a furniture company that I owned where I made all the sales in New York City. So it wasn't like I was a virgin to New York. But to this industry, total virgin. But I had help along the way. Somebody always gave me a flashlight and told me where the path was, and I had to light my own way. Give me the flashlight, show me where the path is, I'll find it and I'll walk it. And diehard, that's what you gotta do. You have to find the support, find the people. Sometimes it's a coworker, and just say, hey, Bob, let's work together on Monday. On my stuff, and I'll work with you on Tuesday on your stuff. You're in the field. No one the hell's going to know. And if you partner like that, you're always going to win. Because Bob, if he doesn't have a prejudice, is going to tell you where you can improve rather than what you did wrong. It's an evaluation, not a critique. Big difference. In fact, huge difference. So, Diehard, I'm just challenging you that all the sales that you need are out there. Don't feel alone. Go grab somebody and make them a helper, an evaluator, a coach, a friend, a compatriot, a good guy, bad guy. Whatever you need, make it happen. Because I can tell you, in subsequent trips to New York City, um, we had one company. And I don't, I, I know this is not of the five best sales, but it was pretty damn good. Uh, we went and we called on a jeans company because we wanted to have the jeans company have our shirts match the jeans. And this big Miller Brothers jeans and the Mr. Miller, surprisingly, a fat old guy with a cigar that was had to wrap his hand around it. It was so big. We're sitting in a boardroom and he's smoking his eyes out and there's all these people around. And in the boardroom of garment companies, there's clothing racks where you can hang samples up and shit. So I brought about 25 samples of our best work. And I brought my partner with me, Duke. And this time Duke sat there and he didn't say a word. And I rolled out a sales pitch on these people and I put all the shirts up all around the wall and told them what we could do and how customize it was not their labels in the back. And the, all this, you know, my whole spiel, which took about an hour. And the old man man goes, all right, all right. Suppose we're interested. What do we do? And Jen, I just looked at Duke and I winked.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: We we rolled out of there. It was just a total classic. But after you start to make sales in New York, you have the confidence you can make the next one. One breeds the next. And for salespeople, it's momentum. If you're a diehard and you're looking for the formula, the formula is make a sale and then go make another one. And then go make another one. Don't quit and say, all right, I've had enough for the day.
1: Yeah, but part of that formula needs to be to surround yourself with people who have your back and who are not just cheering for you, but know how to support you in your space. Silent
0: support is just as valuable because if I would had done something wrong, he would have jumped in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, tell him about this. Tell him about that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's fun to do. Sales has to be fun. You can't be nervous, but if you have somebody there, you can make it fun because then you have something to talk about. Yeah. And how to get better. I got, you know, I'm I'm a real good salesperson, but if it wasn't for New York, if it wasn't for people helping me, I'd be a salesperson still. <laughs> Griping, moaning, customers suck. Everybody wants a bribe. Everybody wants a deal. Everybody has a cheaper price. You've heard it. I heard you've already heard it. You've heard it a hundred times. You're not alone. And you can. Well, that was pretty powerful. We talked a lot about salespeople not being alone. We also talked about the Insiders Club. And I think it's important for salespeople to wake up in the morning and have something with them or for them that makes them feel that they can go out and face the sales world and win.
1: I totally agree. And so if you want to get into the Insiders Club, because... Who doesn't want to get inside? Right. Just go to slash That's
0: G-I-T-O-M-E-R dot com.
1: Slash Insiders Club.
0: Oh, and that's all I have to do? Getamer.com slash Insiders Club?
1: Well, then you have to, you know, enter the fine details like your name and your credit card. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: But the most important thing is that you're not investing in us. You're investing in yourself. And I think salespeople, once they realize that the key to the next level is to make sure that they get to the next level internally, that's that's the real secret of yeah. getting better at sales.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And so in the insiders club, you're gonna get access to three pillars. Content, which there's so much of Jeffrey's courses, content, materials, all the things that aren't gonna help you get better. Mm-hmm coaching. You literally get a coaching call with Jeffrey every month.
0: And a masterclass.
1: And a masterclass from an expert and community. So what's not to like?
0: You get to talk to one another. Salespeople can combine their wisdom. And can you imagine talking to salespeople from all over the world and saying, hey, I have a problem. How do you handle it? You'd be amazed at who responds to you And how quickly you become friends.
1: Totally. Well, I hope to see you inside. Until next time, I'm Jane Gittimer.
0: And I'm Jeffrey Gittimer, stressing that you are not alone. And I'll be there with you if you need me. Thank you so much for listening to Sell or Die. We hope that this episode has helped you transform the way you think, given you new ideas, and provided you a new perspective on the sales and business challenges that you face every day so you can get out there and win the customer all the way to the bank.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us help more people just like you make a difference in this world. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories and tag us at Jeffrey Gittimer and at Jen Gittimer. See See you next next week. week.